we are here with Mingus Maps, who is a uh, candidate for city council here in Portland. Mingus Maps, welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Who are you and why are you running? Well, uh, I'm a Democrat, I'm a dad, I'm a political scientist, and I'm a public servant. Um, I'm running for Portland City Council because, like you know, all of us, I love our city. We um, have inherited, I think, one of the great cities in America. We live in a beautiful place. Uh, Portlanders are fundamentally kind, caring, connected, and creative. But at the same time, you know, I'm concerned about the direction our city is heading in. Um, and we all know the problems. There's too much homelessness, uh, not enough affordable housing. Too often it feels like City Hall is broken. And that's because City Hall actually is broken. Um, but I'm running because I know that we can still fix it. And I think we really must. Running against Chloe Daly, Sam Adams also jumped in the race. I want to talk about some of the political dynamics sure. as we move forward. But start with that claim. You say it's broken. Mm -hmm. How how is it broken? Well, let's just start with our form of government. Uh, one of the things I want to do on City Council is to fundamentally reform City Hall. Uh, there are two reforms that I'm very concerned about. One is I want to change the way we elect members of City Council. Right now, you I want to make it by district. Yep. It's yeah. about time we do that. You want a strong mayor or an unelected bureaucrat? I want uh, a city manager who is responsive yeah. and responsible to city council. And the and so why would an unelected bureaucrat be better than an elected city councilor in terms of ensuring that the people of Portland have uh, accountability and have ability to influence their government? Well, a city well the city manager would work for city council right now, so that uh, I, there's not an issue of accountability there. And well, with, except it's kind of hard to fire that person, right? And like if I'm if I'm no, if I'm a, if I'm in a neighbor trust association, trust me, it's not hard to fire that person. If, if I'm a member of a neighbor association, right? Uh -huh. Or if you get rid of neighbor association, yeah. we can talk about that too. Yeah. But uh, if I'm if I'm if I'm a citizen yep. and I want satisfaction on the water bureau, if there's a whole city manager that runs every darn thing, right. like holding that person accountable for one mistake because I have the voice of one, I have the ear of one city councilor who's my district city councilor. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I'm not all five members of city council have to come see me. Only one city councilor has to care what I think. And that one city council, even if they do really care about what I think, isn't necessarily going to have much sway with that city manager. Well, Here's my experience. I've worked in City Hall. Sure. Let me tell you what my experience was. Um, and let me tell you where I think Portland is at. Right now, the problems that the city faces are complex. Let's take homelessness. Homelessness is not just... City councils are too dumb. Uh, well, no, no, no. It's a matter of coordin coordination across uh, 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 across services. So, you know, homelessness is not a, just a matter of housing. It's also a, a mental health issue and a public safety issue. And if we want to make real progress on hard problems like that, we need to be able to coordinate services across bureaus. Right now, we can't do that. If one commissioner, say the commissioner in charge of public safety, has a different vision for, um, than the commissioner in charge of housing, it's really hard to knit together a comprehensive uh, solution to a problem like homelessness. And well, I would cities argue, are better than us because they have a city manager. I would say, well, the question is, how can Portland be better? Yeah, but but if I'm judging that, I want to sort mm -hmm. of see like uh, the old the old question is is or is Portland is Portland a neat city? So that's that's my first question, I guess. But how do you, how would you rate Portland as a city on a scale of one to ten? Uh, we have 
we are a, we are a one. We have inherited like the, one of the greatest cities in America. I think that's so. True. If ten is a high, you'd give it a ten. Oh, if ten is a high, I'll give it a ten. All right. So the uh, although not the functioning of our city government, that is much closer to a three. So that's but this is interesting, right? It's the old argument of are we a, are we a ten in spite of or because of our weird form of government? And it's, you say it's in spite of. Correct. What is it? And and what I'm trying to look for yep. is an exact because I see the trade off. I'm right. first of all not as convinced that vast more coordination is going to happen. I see big and bloated bureaucracy having just as hard a time uh, coordinating things as disparate offices who need to run across the hall to get parks to coordinate with public safety. Uh, that I, it, I'm not as convinced at that personally. But the uh, but so therefore I look I want to look for examples like sure. what's the city that seems to have and one of the things we score really high on right right is is small D democratic engagement. Like we score the highest in that. And I think one of the reasons we score the highest in that is the person who manages the potholes is actually elected accountable to the people. And so that's the thing I think, I think it's going to be a major trade-off. So you say it's not a trade-off or you think it's a trade-off worth making? Uh, I don't, I don't think it's a trade-off yeah. here at all. I think it's important to have the people who are managing our programs actually be professionals and trained in how to manage, you know, whether it's streets or civic engagement or the Water Bureau. Right now we are appointing, we're essentially electing whoever we're electing and putting them in charge of billion-dollar bureaus, which they have, frankly, no background in. Um, also, clearly Portland has a fundamental coordination problem. I'll tell you a story. I used to work for the city's crime prevention program, which is in civic life. Uh, and uh, crime prevention is fundamentally uh, the city's uh, proactive arm of our public safety program, our systems. It's, you know, those folks will go out and work with neighborhoods or small businesses to help stop crime before it happens. And then we have the police department, which is in a different bureau. And I think of that as being the reactive arm of the city's uh, public safety system. What you want is your proactive and your reactive arms to work together. When I was a manager at the uh, crime prevention program, one of the things I would do was I would go to the um, police department and say, hey, can you give us data on where crime is happening? And if you do that, I'll send out my crime prevention coordinators. We'll work with those neighborhoods and we'll stop crime before it even happens. And the city's uh, police department would say, no, that is our data. That's the kind of dysfunction Portland lives with every day. It's dangerous and we can't afford to do it any longer. And you think, and we're a weird form of government. Nobody else does it like ours. Correct. But you also think we're a better city than those other places. Yep. But you think we'd be even better. That's Absolutely. Your yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And you're not worried. And, and how do you ensure that we don't see a city? And my prediction, by the way, is yep. we will, if the people who want to get rid of neighbor associations uh -huh. and who want to uh, institute a, a, a an elected bureaucratic king to run the whole darn city, mm -hmm. that I think that will uh, significantly erode citizen engagement in our town. How do you, how, how do you propose, how, tell me I'm wrong, or what do you propose to ensure that I'm wrong? Well, um, Civic number one, I want to say I'm a champion of civic engagement. One of the reasons why I'm arguing for electing members of council by district as opposed to at large is I think it will bring more voices into City Hall. Um, I also think that uh, having a responsive government that actually addresses issues in a meaningful way is part of the way that we get to a better government. Uh, how do you... Uh and dad, raise your wave your hand if you have a question. Not of my cans on. So I, uh, go ahead, pop. Oh, never mind, never mind. You're not on right now. You're, you're not on right now. I'm gonna have to. I just have to ask this next question. Sure. Do, do Chloe and Sam disagree with you on this? Do Chloe and Sam both want to keep the current form of government? 
I have not heard either one of them address this issue. And I want to say it's really important that we elect members of city council who want to fundamentally change city hall because the, because our elected leaders have to be at the forefront of getting this done. They okay. will be the ones who are going to... And you don't know what Chloe thinks about it. Um, I've heard conflicting things out of her office, frankly. Okay. So I think it's worth someone giving her office a call to find out where she stands on charter yeah. reform. No, I know that I know that uh, I know that her chief of staff uh-huh. is has been uh, is pretty persuasive in the strengths and the advantage because because part of the challenge is that like look at the transportation commission right yep. if you look at if you look at how transportation runs in our state yep and it it, it has no electoral accountability so even mm-hmm. though you end up getting Democrats who win the uh, all we are pretty much in the state transportation uh, division is highway builders right, right. and we're, we're expanding I-5, trying to build the Columbia River Crossing, and we're just highway builders. And 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 by the way, and so if you have some activists who like complain about that, you know how much the Transportation Commission cares? You know how much the head of ODOT cares about a group of activists? I do. N- not a lot. Yeah. Like, in fact, as far as I can tell, not at all. Mm-hmm. And and I think that the more layers you have, if you have that unelected king, I think the more layers you have separating that person, I think that creates a risk. But you've made your view clear, and that's an important view. And I would also point out uh, um, that, you know, one of the reasons why I'm running is that Portlanders have the experience that their current city council is incredibly unresponsive. I, I don't think that anyone can defend our current system. Yeah. Especially on the grounds that it is somehow responsive. To no, I think interest. most of them uh, suck, but, the, but, but having an elected king might suck more. But we've talked about that a lot. Right. Let's talk about other stuff. Sure. Uh, you're not sure where Chloe lands on that. Well, what differentiates you the most with her? Oh gosh, um, I should say we share a lot of the a lot of values in common. I'm I'm a progressive. Um, I want to get more people involved with government. On the other hand, we are also about as different from one another as you can possibly be. Um, you know, I am. I would say the incumbent is fundamentally driven by ideology. I am very much driven by evidence. Um, I think the incumbent is often and divisive. I am a uniter. Uh, the incumbent um, has made it clear that she opposes programs that she manages, like the Neighborhood Association System and the Crime Prevention Program. I will be a champion for Neighborhood Associations, and I will be a champion for the Crime Prevention Program. Um, and you don't think she is? She is not. She is, yeah. has uh, systematically dismantled both of those programs. Yeah. Another disagreement. Here, try putting on those cans again. Sure. And one of them should be real time. One of them's delay. We don't know why. Sorry about having a production meeting on air. Uh, but I want I want Pop to be able to ask his question. Can you hear now? Yeah, I think I can. All right, Dad, go ahead. Testing one, two, three. Do you hear me? I sure do. That's great. Okay. Why not instead of a city manager, a strong mayor, so that when people have something they want to complain about, they can go to their council person, and the council person has direct access to the mayor, and the mayor is going to tend to pay attention to that council person because he or she knows that he or she is going to need that council person's vote on something soon or maybe even tomorrow. So why not a strong mayor instead of a city manager? Well, I think one of the issues that I really care about is good, effective government. And one of the things that we just do not have now is a professional government that is able to address the problems that matter most to Portlanders. One of the ways that we can get there is, number one, to make changes that allow us to coordinate services across bureaus. Though our form of government right now is literally designed to prevent that from happening. Um, Also, I think it's important that city council focus in on making high-level policy choices. 
Um, and I think you should have professionals who, frankly, are familiar with the services that they run, uh, managing the day-to-day of operating billion-dollar organizations. But a, but a strong mayor mm-hmm. could hire those professionals, the, the strong mayor. So yes. you, you do away with the silos. I understand, and there's a very good argument for doing away with the silos. Okay. There's also a very good argument for recognizing that just because somebody is able to get himself or herself elected to city council does not mean that he or she is worth squat in managing a bureau. That's obvious. But, but a strong mayor would be able to hire the folks to run the bureaus. And, and so, again, why wouldn't a strong mayor accomplish what you're after without losing the influence that neighborhoods and individual citizens might have? Well, I, I, I feel like the difference between what you're saying and what I'm saying is, is largely, it's a, it's a difference. There's not much difference there. I'm saying city council should hire a city manager. Should the country uh, do the same thing? Should the state of Oregon do the same thing? Instead of having, instead of having a governor mm-hmm. that can name a head of DAS and a head of, of state bureaus, instead, should there be a, a state manager and, and similar with the United States of America? Should the United States of America, instead of having a president, or they could still, we could still have a president with sort of ceremonial, but instead... Instead, uh, Congress hires, you know, sort of the, the the head of the bureau of all bureaus, the head of the agency of all agencies. I want to focus on Portland and right. how to make Portland. Let's move. For, let's move from. We've grilled you on this plenty. Yeah. What are the? Uh, and thank you for being here, by the way. Oh, thank we're you talking to Mingus Maps, candidate for city council, running against Chloe Daly, and now Sam Adams in the race. Let's talk about the political dynamic sure. of the of the race. What's the path to victory for you? What are the What are the strengths, but also what are the things you're trying to? What are the challenges? What are you wrestling with? Oh, gosh. Um, number one, there are a lot of people running for a lot of seats this election cycle, yeah. uh, trying to keep, you know, I just I, getting awareness, right? I, absolutely. There must be probably 24 city council candidates r- running around between yeah. all of these different races. So that is definitely um, a challenge. Um, I think a lot of people are also distracted looking at the national race as opposed to what's happening in local politics, which is understandable. But at the same time, I want to, I'm here today to remind people that the government that you encounter on a day-to-day basis is most likely your local government and not the federal government. And then, you know, I'm also taking on an incumbent and a former mayor. Um, and that is an uphill challenge yeah. for a first-time how candidate. Do you, how do you engage that uphill challenge? What does a fundraising look like for you? Sure. What does the endorsement process look like for you? What do you? How do you do it? <laughs> Hard work every day yeah. for about 18 hours a day, seven days a week. We've been doing how much this. Time are you, how much time are you spending fundraising? Um, I spend about a third of my time fundraising. Yeah. So we do a lot of house parties, and I spend a lot of time on the phone reaching out to Portlanders and asking. How many house parties have you done so far? Um, up north of fifty. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, and what's what are you hearing most that surprises has surprised you? Um, I'll tell you the truth. Um, what surprises me most is how much the charter reform issue really resonates. Yeah. I think this is a sleeper issue this election cycle. Is it? Is it a sleeper? I don't think it's a sleeper. Oh, I think it's as far as I can tell, it's it's alive and well. I'm assuming uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. One of the re- one of the reasons that I'm even trying to ask you know sort of pointed questions yeah. about it is just so we don't have have group think about it because sure. it seems to me that uh, to me I read I read the leaves and it seems pretty clear where they're going. Yep, uh, and it's. A- it's a grassroots thing. This is not just about, you know, elites saying this is a change that needs to happen. When I go out and talk to Portlanders, as I do, you know, most of the day, every day, um, and we talk about what's wrong, the, the charter reform and the need for a city manager and, the, and to change the way we elect members of city council uh, just really pops. People get that it's time for change. Our city government needs to work 
fundamentally better. What was the moment that you decided to run? You were working in city government. Yep. Uh, Chloe Daly was apparently driving you nuts. And you said, that's <laughs> it. Not only am I not supporting her, I'm I, I'm throwing my, I'm stripped to the buff. <laughs> I'm, my hat is in the ring. Yep. Well, you know, I, as you mentioned, I worked uh, for the, I was a manager for the city of Portland. I help. I was the program manager for the Neighborhood Association System, which means I was basically the head bureaucrat uh, helping coordinate the 95 neighborhood associations that we have across the city. And I also had a role helping to manage the crime prevention program. Frankly, I saw a lot of things in City Hall that made me really disappointed and sad. You know, it's totally fine to... um, have policies that you don't disagree that you don't agree with but what i often saw were policies that were disconnected from reality i saw management that was frankly often cruel and dysfunctional i found a system that wasn't dedicated to learning and during the time i was there i really thought that if i was the best manager i could be if i sort of brought evidence to folks and i tried to mediate and and move things forward in a constructive way. Things would work. Um, and that it wasn't really my experience. Uh, um, and then I thought, well, maybe the labor, uh, maybe labor unions will be able to write this process. Or maybe, um, or maybe the human or the, the HR department will write this. Or maybe someone will just sue the city and fix, you know, frankly, some of the rot which is in City Hall. And one of the things I realized is there is no cavalry that it is coming to fix this problem. Yeah. The only way to fix this is an election. The way to fix this is to change leadership. And that's kind of where a lot of our problems come come from. Frankly, there are I see two problems. Number one, there are some structural issues like I've talked about, the need to fundamentally change our form of government. And there are leadership issues. You know, we have a leadership which frankly is um, unresponsive to the interest and the concerns of our city. We have a leadership that frankly is not engaged with trying to learn and listen. We have a leadership that is not trying to pull people together. On a scale of one to ten, how good a job is the mayor doing? Five. What's he doing wrong? Um, well, homelessness and affordable housing are yeah. fundamentally... What should we be doing on homelessness and affordable housing? Well, I actually, I'll give the mayor credit. And even he will say this, that um, he has learned and evolved on this issue. I think he came in with a focus on trying to build more shelters, um, which is really treating a symptom as opposed to treating the causes and really getting to uh, uh, um, real solutions for homelessness. So uh, let me tell you what I want to do. Instead of just building more shelters, I want to make systematic progress towards reducing the absolute number of people who sleep on the streets every night. What's the best way to prevent homelessness? Well, our into homelessness, it's what number one, just prevent it in the first place. So I want to see us make a big investment in um, increasing housing assistance and rental yeah. assistance so people don't fall um, into homelessness the money uh we need to make choices right right what should we choose away from what well we can i where do we you, you tax fraud, the rich waste more, tax, and, sure ta- tax the rich more tax everybody more or cut from something else and if you just say fraud you know fraud waste and abuse charter reform will solve everything i would be skeptical because i don't think there's right. you know, just pennies under the couch cushions and that we should just adopt large larson's arguments and figure out everything's gonna be fixed right well um <laughs> In terms of raising more funds, I, I think that obviously one of the first places you would look is to do to tax folks who have a lot of resources and are not paying their fair share. I also think that literally, you know, if you take a look at the return on investment for spending dollars on uh, rental assistance versus a shelter bed, you know, rental assistance, let's say you break your foot and can't show up for your job as a waitress for two months, um, and then you're at risk of losing your home. We could kind of stabilize 
mobilize you with maybe $1,200. On the other hand, it probably costs us $1,200 a month to build a new shelter bed. You know, one of the reasons why our system is so expensive right now is that uh, we're actually not fundamentally reducing the input. You know, we're getting some people out, but we need to stop that. The, we need to stop people from losing their homes in the first place. The I-5 widening, Columbia River Crossing, yeah. it's, it, it's treated as different things, essentially the same thing. Yeah. Uh, making the lion's share of our state and regional transportation funding focused on highway expansions and mm-hmm. the impacts that that has uh, environmentally uh, and the impacts it has on other funding priorities. Yep. Uh, what do you think we should do about it? Um, I oppose the highway expansion, although I think we might need a new bridge. How come? Uh, I think all the evidence shows that highway expansions, uh, number one, are quite expensive and over the long term do very little to uh, do very little to actually reduce congestion. Um, I've also talked to traffic um, planners and engineers and they tell me consistently this bridge is a problem. We need if we had a better bridge, especially one that incorporated public transportation, uh, we would make big progress on our congestion issues. Dad, go ahead. Have you heard about my suggestion, which I am trying to make with every candidate, mm-hmm. for addressing the crossing issues oh, with trying to reduce the number of cars that cross by encouraging people to get together when they go to work? Um, I support that. That sounds like a great idea. I've well, seen my, things my, like that. My, my idea is fairly simple. Mm-hmm. We're talking about tolling. Mm-hmm. Tolling, and, and if you toll where you pay more in rush hours and yep. less or not at all. Not, that's one thing. But if you had tolls that were fairly expensive for a single person, mm-hmm. less expensive for two people, mm-hmm. free for three, mm-hmm. and maybe even give you a quarter for four, and you provide, which would be extremely easy with today's technology, an ability for people to easily connect with each other to carpool, I'll bet you in six months you could cut the number of cars crossing the bridge in half. I think that sounds like a great idea. And in addition to that, one of the things I'd also like us to look at is to uh, reduce the price of public transportation during rush hour. But I would also add all the ideas that you've you've put out there. I think they sound great. Um, One of the things I want to see us do is be innovative around solving our congestion problems instead of just pouring billions of dollars into making fatter highways. Why not? And by the way, a challenge, and I hear that view, and it sounds like a balanced view, which I appreciate. The the only challenge with it is I don't think you could expand I-5, the the I-5 bridge, Mm -hmm. without expanding I-5 south of it. If you if you do the if you do the Columbia River Crossing plan Mm -hmm. and keep I-5 south of there the same. Mm-hmm. All you're going to do is move the bottleneck south. Mm-hmm. And the challenge, of course, and you say, okay, well, then do both of them. Then all you're doing is moving the battle, bottleneck either south or just with all the capillaries that are feeding into it because you're going to be, as soon as you build the bridge you want to build, you're going to be de- uh, promoting a whole bunch of development mm-hmm. in, uh, in in Clark County yep. that allows you to avoid Oregon income taxes and Oregon sure. land use laws. Yeah. Uh, so how do you address the, the whooshing sound that's going to go towards development and building in Clark County and then with the traffic impacts that's going to have just south of that brand new mega highway that you're calling a bridge, what do you do about that? I'll take up. You're deeper into it than I than I am. I'm a nerd I, on this. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, I can tell you're a nerd. You're, you're a nerd on just this. Just in general, I think. Um, <laughs> what I 
like your dad, I, I'm really supportive and, w- and want to explore creative strategies for reducing traffic congestion. I think all the evidence shows that if we spend a billion dollars expanding the highway, it will just fix traffic congestion for a relatively short period of time. On the other hand, I have had engineers come to me and say, that bridge is a problem. It's obsolete. We need a new one. Yeah. So, I, you know, I... I'm pro infrastructure. I yeah. I want you know, but I also want smart green infrastructure that will work for us well into the 21st century. I don't want to see us spend billions of dollars re- reproducing infrastructure that, frankly, is obsolete. What's your greatest strength? Um, I'm a hard worker. I'm a good listener. I'm constructive, and I love Portland. What's your biggest weakness? What do you suck at? Uh, what do I suck at? Um. Setting limits, I, I definitely wind up getting uh, overextended. I, I uh, yeah, I, I'm I, way worse than you, I bet. Oh, um, <laughs> I suspect we might have some things in common there. Uh, um, but, you know, that's also why you sort of have the courage to throw your hat in the ring. Uh, you know, because if I were good at setting limits, I would have said, this is way too much. And yeah. it is really a lot. Uh, but it's truly, I'm doing this because, you know, public service, especially working for a city and especially working for this particular city, is a, I think one of the highest calling that one could have. It's certainly the highest calling that I can have. You know, there's a reason why my whole career has been about local government. I think it's yeah. incredibly precious, special work. One other question I want to ask yeah. that we should have gotten into and we should get into now is what I remember about you getting in the race mm-hmm. was it was around the time of the controversy of Chloe trying to kill neighborhood associations. Yeah. And the and and some of the arguments to to get rid of neighborhood associations overlap with the arguments to change the city's form of government. And my and my critiques of both of those proposals are the same. Right. Basically, unless you give me a plan of how we're actually going to boost, I think our greatest strength as a city is not a form of government. I think it's citizen engagement. I yep. think it's we have an active, engaged citizenry. I agree. And and the decisions that we make to structure our government mm-hmm. should relate to how it promotes or demotes citizen engagement. Sure. Anything I hear that I fear demotes citizen engagement, I want to hear. All right, what are you doing on the other side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my same set of questions with the neighborhood associations. You, it seemed to me, were on the side of, no, let's not dump the neighborhood associations. Let's Correct. Not, let, I'm a and, champion of neighborhood associations. Yeah, and, and how do you do this? So the critique of neighborhood associations is that they're myopic and racist, that they're that they're just for the people who show up, and the people who show up, are and that tend to be homeowners, and homeowners and the people who show up are not representative of the citizens at large. How do you counter that critique? Well, number one, I'm a black guy. I have been to dozens and dozens of neighborhood association meetings um, over the course of my career in a bunch of different roles. I think the way that you have characterized them is actually unfair. Yeah. Um, I think neighbor- Intentionally so, to be yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. Um, um, you know, in my experience, neighborhood associations are part of the solution. They are not part of the problem. You know, your neighborhood associations are your neighborhood volunteers who will, you know, organize the graffiti cleanups and the movies in the parks and will reach out to City Hall to talk about the new PBOT plan that screws up the neighborhood. Um, does that mean that neighborhood associations are perfect or does that mean that neighborhood associations can't be better? No. But if you're the commissioner in charge of the neighborhood association system, it is sure your responsibility to help them get better. Like that's literally the job. If you have a critique as the incumbent does of the neighborhood association system, what you should be doing when you show up for work is figuring out how to help the neighborhoods do a better job at outreach and how to be more relevant. You know, and if you're not doing that, I don't know why you're showing up every day. Mingus Maps, what should have we asked you that we didn't? 
how can, how can you learn more about my campaign? You can go to my <laughs> campaign website, website mengusmaps.com. That's M-I-N-G-U-S-M-A-P-P-S.com. You can find out more about our issues. We have some great events coming up. Uh, we're out there all day, every day. We'd love to see you. Please, this is a real grassroots campaign. I'm not taking dollars from corporations or PACs. I'm just taking dollars from real people, and I won't take any contribution over 250 bucks. You know, this is as real and grassroots as it gets, but we can only win if we have your support. So please come get a lawn sign, come to a meeting, tell your friends about Mengus Maps. Mengus Maps, your prince for taking the time. Thanks so much. Thank you.